What's, What's up? up? This is Draco. And this is Alicia. And you're now tuned in to OD, OD Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> Period. That was yeah. a long five seconds. It was a long five seconds. It was Red Ruby the Sleeve Chinese on oh, these things. I'll just play now. Dang. Anyways, what's up? Welcome back. Oh, I got that mat, that mug. Yeah, that's the one Period. you gave me. Yeah. Aw. Bestie Westie. Mm-hmm. So what you got? What you don't have going on, honey? Um, randomly I've had a busy week. Um That I, is not random. It is random because last week I didn't have anything booked for real. No. Except a wedding. Because I, I have a wedding to go to on Monday. I mean on Sunday in Houston, which I'm excited about because I've been to Houston a few times, but I never got to actually like hang out, hang out because most of the time it was for work. And then I I rode there with my friends from Atlanta. They were moving from Atlanta to Houston and they literally uh, got all of us to ride with them and they flew us back. I was like, y'all got money, baby, because they they bought everybody. We we flew back American. Not impressed. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. But they bought like eight flights. Very generous. Yeah, that's very generous. They probably some scammers. I'm just let me stop. Let me stop. I don't know. I don't know, but I got. <laughs> I don't home. even know who you talking about. Let me chill. I don't want to get beat up and hit in the head with a microphone. But I'm. This is also going to be my um my first same sex wedding. I'm so excited. Um, you both of the people um who are getting married to each other are friends of mine. Um, Shane, I've been knowing him for Shane a Justin. long time. No, girl. Oh, um, Shane is one of my friends who I met through um Gigi. He was best friends with Gigi when I we I used to go to New Orleans and stay with um our friend Gigi. Oh, and, G- okay, G- okay, that Gigi. I'm and thinking I, you're I about met it. Shane through him, and so we've been cool for a long time. And then Alan, I met um once Shane moved to Houston, and I and they started like traveling together. And I would I would I met Shane. I mean met Aww. Alan. You're gonna be so, ready yeah, to get getting married. Where does do that to you? Um. I'm coming to t- I'm coming to terms with a lot of stuff about myself. I was hoping that we can t- have a little conversation about Let's something. Let's have one. Today. But um, yeah, I'm 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 I'll, I'll circle back on the marriage thing in a few years. I ain't feeling it right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so not only that, only not only that, um, um. I got booked for Flo Millie. She got a festival to, to do in Kansas City on Saturday. So I'm literally going to be catching a flight from here to Kansas City, well, which is not direct because, of course, that's a small city. They don't have a direct flight. So I had to come to Atlanta, then go to Kansas City, then um, do the show. We're going to go to Kansas City, do the show, and then I have to leave and go straight to Houston from there and then come back home on Tuesday for a video shoot. Um, and then leave right back and go back to Texas for South by Southwest on the 16th um, for another show. So, how long is your layover in Atlanta? Um, uh, it's like 30 minutes, child. Well, like an oh hour. And 20. It's a, okay. Yeah. Hope it's going to be tight. I was about to say, maybe you can ship your stuff here so you don't got to sh- carry it. It's cool. I'm not carrying much. Luckily, it is hot as a MF in. Texas, so I can carry a duffel bag because I'm taking shorts and t-shirts. Okay, and one pair of shoes. So yeah, yeah. Like I do have my wedding outfit, but other than that, I'm wearing shorts and t-shirt. 
Um, Let me tell you something. Traveling man beat the brakes off of you. I mean, people it's like do, people do not understand that, and I and I hate that because when I come back home, my friends be like, "Oh, you back home? Let's go out, baby." Uh-uh, let me tell you. Let me tell I am. You. I've been on the flight for five hours. I'm dehydrated, sleepy. My back hurt. I'm ready to go home. And it's crazy because you don't even do the driving. But, you know, I went to Vegas this weekend and I took so I took off Friday, which is the day I left, just so I can make sure I have everything I need before getting a plane. And then I took Monday off, which was technically the day I came back. But I landed at six in the morning. So I had that whole day to sleep. Honey, on Tuesday, it wasn't enough. I needed more time. And mind you, I was only in Vegas for the weekend. But it's just one. It's just knocks. I don't know what is it. The altitude is it the turbulence? The altitude, the al- the altitude literally drains you. Like being that far up really drains you. Like randomly, a lot of different things that we don't realize take a lot of our energy. I remember at one point when I was getting um, a lipo cavitation, which is like the what is it? What is it called? Laser like lipo. The, the laser lipo. Mm-hmm. Um, Afterwards, she would do me a sauna bag, which she would zip me up, turn on this hot bag, and I would just sweat for 40 minutes. That shit would make me so tired that I couldn't even, I, I could barely drive home. So the lipocavitation make you do number two immediately. So imagine having a dookie and then you're tired. What? Yeah. <laughs> I was saying, I need to know. I actually don't have an issue in the bowel movement department, unlike, especially you, because, no. you know. <laughs> uh, uh, no, it's not. It, it just makes you use the. I feel like the vibration of it just loosens up your bowels and it cleans you out. Yeah, because that's where your intestines are. I remember when I was little. I hope it's not TMI, but I used to have an issue, you know, doing that. And so the doctor would little like massage my intestines, and the rest is history. It will work. Yeah, right away. I swear to God. Yeah, my my friend Jazz. She um she gets wood therapy, and I was just like um <laughs> Don't asking her. I was I was asking her if it was a good idea for me because I noticed that a lot of people who are like on a weight loss journey, like most of the people know that from from surgery, but you don't necessarily have to benefit. I mean, have to have surgery done to benefit from wood therapy. And so I noticed that like since I'm losing more weight than my stomach, um, luckily I don't have any stretch marks in the area. I have all my stretch marks up here, um, but it is a little flabby. Like when I move. And I'm like, will that help me like tighten my skin? So I might try it, but I know that that pressure on your intestines is gonna be kind of. Yeah, wear a pamper. You know what? <laughs> I said I'm gonna wear a diaper on the way home from getting a colonic because I'm scared. I heard horror stories about that. Ooh, honey, I don't know, but um, but yeah, back to the travel topic, man. I can't imagine whenever I travel, you know, I, I use, first of all, I used to dream of having a job where I had to travel for work, but then I yeah. would travel for work, not consistently just hit like maybe once or twice a year. And I'm like, you can't even enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? When it's no. just, you just are working. It's, and then the sucky thing, I don't know about, I mean, in your case, I guess you technically don't work until you land, but even in corporate America, you pretty much start working. Like, for example, I have to go to my, I have to go to my um, Minnesota again um, soon. And I have to, I'm going to be there Monday through Wednesday, but I'm going to have to come on Sunday. So I'm technically working because this is on y'all, you know, for y'all to get done. 
And then yeah. Monday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, from eight to darn near eight, not literally, maybe like from eight to five, I'm doing stuff. And so when I'm done, I'm too tired to even care. I don't want to do nothing. I don't want to go. Thankfully, I ain't much to see in Minneapolis. There's some things here and there, but I've been to Mall of America. I pretty much, you know, but it's one of those things I can't even enjoy it. So whenever people, I have met people who travel for work, they have to go to different countries, but they can't even, t- they didn't, they haven't done anything there because they just working, but it just drains you so much. That's what I'm trying to get to. It's like, it's just weird yeah. because, and then you think about the effort to fly. You might have a three-hour flight, but it takes three hours outside of that flight to even get to the airport, get through the airport. Honey, it's too much. I, anyway, so I'm glad to be back. Usher was amazing, y'all. Let me tell you something. I had great seats. Definitely didn't want to step yes. on the seats going to another state to see a performer, but the show was sensational, phenomenal. I stayed at the Park MGM, which is connected to the um, yes. venue that the show was Come at. Come on, MGM. Uh, no, nah, this was this was the uh, the stimulus version. It went okay. grand. But nah, it was straight, okay. but it wasn't like, ooh. Yeah. But yeah. I literally, the show was in the in the lobby, like it was like the entrance to, to the venue. But the show was yeah, amazing; it was two hours long. Usher got hit. imagine every song you ever dropped being a hit. Yeah, no. Nah. The, the boys could Usher never. Real, yeah, no, I feel like people do not bring him up enough. I mean, people bring him up, but this man is a Grammy Award winner. Like he is really him. It's crazy, and I know people um tend to only speak on what they're most familiar with or what's more current. But it really annoys me with the Chris Brown versus Usher conversations when Usher literally paved the way for him. I know I've said this on the show before, like when the versus thing came up. But Usher is not to me messed with. One thing I will say is Chris Brown. I do think he's a slightly better dancer, but that don't. That's nothing in comparison to the quality of music that Usher has put out. He and just that's is that the dude. difference. And yes. that's the difference. And don't get me wrong. I feel like Chris Brown does have a lot of hits. Like he has yeah. amazing music and different styles. Years. Like don't get different no, styles. Yeah. Very creative. Um, but I do feel like the 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 what when people say they just missed '90s R&B, it was just the subject and the way that the song was composed and written, and it's a feeling because it's a lot of people who and they the only 90s, talk about Jodeci and Boys to Men for real. Yeah, because <laughs> I always I have this conversation a lot with people, um, not to pit somebody against somebody else, but I always have um, conversations with people about R&B because they like. Oh, I don't like Summer Walker because she don't sing for real. She whispers. She does blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, cool. Understandable. But people be forgetting that we had people who weren't vocalists that made amazing music in the 90s and the 2000s. Because for me, and this is just myself, this is myself, people like Mary J. Blige, you're not not listening to her to hear vocals. She can sing. Come on, Shaka Please don't get me wrong. She can sing. But I'm saying her songs just hit a certain way. Like, yeah. I, I, maybe they need to tap into them writers or something if they still around. And that's why I, didn't, I understand. I don't really like the rap. I mean, the, the writer conversation. I didn't even mean to say rap because it really mostly comes up with rappers. But it's like, it's certain songs you could give to Usher, Trey songs, I don't know, Bobby Valentino. And it's just not going to be the same. You just have to have that, that thing. Yeah. You gotta have you. Angela Bassett did the thing. Okay, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to get it. Angela Bassett did out. the thing. Yeah, but um, shout out to Usher. 
Man, yeah, man, I had an amazing time. Too, Listen, killed it on the skates. And I mean, literally nonstop outfit changes, everything. And it's just, it was only one segment that he wasn't on stage. And that's when they were, you know how they introduced the dancers and the band and all that. I'm sure that's when he go yeah. back and drink his smart water. But it was just an amazing show, man. I was just so grateful to even be there in the room. And mind you, I don't see Usher perform a million times. I don't see him in person. It's just, but... I was literally show. thinking about that when you was out there. I swear to God. I was like, bro, I remember when Alicia met Usher in front of the radio station. Yes. When oh he my had God. the broke arm. Yes. You remember the story on how. Oh, he did have a broke arm. Yeah, and it was the day before 8701 came out. So it was at 8601. It was, that's the day it was. But I, oh, that's wow. so crazy. I forgot about the sling on his arm. And I remember him just yeah. waving at me. And I was like, <gasps> I was like 14 I years old. And we were so young. But we would like just to know how like starstruck I was back then. Just even hearing the story like that. Like, oh, and Usher God. was just a different level, man. It was not. Yeah. It wasn't like seeing a lot of the local people. It's just uh, even as a kid, Usher was always my favorite singer. Like it's just one of those things. He just is fire, man. It's, and I remember it's that also, um, it's also we hold on to Usher too, like that because we were like in our deep R&B high school bag when Confessions came out. That album ooh, really ooh. like that Confessions album was literally the soundtrack to me and BB's ninth grade year. Like we used, I to, literally BB remember BB exactly who I was when I first heard that album. I was me in too. Me <laughs> too. I remember BB used to love that album so much that she had a Nokia phone. She would record. She put the phone to the radio to record the song and would listen to it from the bottom of the speaker <laughs> oh on God. the bus. And it wouldn't even be the whole song. Oh, yeah, so that was before to... we could have MP3s for real. You had to pay for it. Yes. So oh, she had, goodness. she literally was like chopping it up because the phone only recorded like a minute. Oh, so my she would God. have to like have pieces of the song. And that in the was band. sufficient at the time. Can you imagine that? We had to do ringtones we did not, like that too. We were not bothered by that. Like just mm. to do that. And then we had um, handheld. I remember I had my handheld CD player on the bus every day. That was before MP3 players came out for real. And I do you remember crazy. um clippets or you remember the little clips? It would just be a snippet of hit the clips. song. I have, hit clips. I have, hit, I have. Ain't hit that clips. crazy? And it was never a full song. No, I literally have all that stuff from when we were kids. Um, I don't know. I know this is very. I'm. I don't consider myself a '90s baby because I was born in '89. But I mean, the last within. I was born in the last six, seven months of the year. So. Technically, I am a '90s baby. I claim '80s just because I was born. I don't care how old it made me sound. Yeah, I, I'm like we were born in the same year, same the last year the, the '80s though, so we don't count for real. But every toy from a child that I wanted or that I had, I kept and I have it in my apartment now. So I have like a Talk Boy, Hit Clips, a Giga Pet, Tamagotchi, all type of stuff. I love that. <laughs> All I ever had was the um, Nano, but it was the Talking Nano puppy. It was the more expensive one. And it yeah, was like let me tell you something. I was just that person. Like, I feel like the Gigapets were, the Gigapets were like that was OG the of standard it. one. That was like mm-hmm. the standard one. But it um, the Nano Babies, I remember they had the Talking Nano Baby and it was so big. I kind of yeah, wanted it. it was big. And it's that, crazy because not looked, a lot of people had it because it was more expensive, but I and it was girly, so that's why yeah. I couldn't get one. I still it got better. it. It's somewhere in this house. I used to whoop mine. So I can't believe that was an option. I killed it because I abused it too much. <laughs> I got um, two Gigapets in here and a Tamagotchi somewhere around here. 
I um oh yeah so anyway um sorry I know we got a little off top and I just when I was walking around I was trying to find my remote to turn the TV down so it went in the background of the um oh. <laughs> of the audio but um yeah so I um I you know I've said this before when I went to Vegas but I'm not a Vegas person y'all know I don't drink smoke party none of that and Vegas is really good for that however I will say that there are a lot of things for sober chill people in vegas you got a lot of nature i went to the hoover darn um i went to the (laughs) i went to the seven magic mountains obviously it's not super far from the grand canyon red rock canyon all those things and i also went to the movies to see creed three but it was just a good time and you know being out west man it's just it's just a vibe because we don't have that kind of mountain like our mountains out here is really hills with trees yeah. But this is like real mountains that you can't really even walk on. It's just like a vibe. And you when you driving through it, it's like unreal. So and I one people, thing about travel, people that have never been to the West Coast, like LA or or Vegas, they don't understand that. Bruh, it's crazy. And then you know, obviously when you go out there, even when you land the plane, that's all you see. It's like you on a different planet. And I just really love that. And stuff like that is what always um sparks my continuous travel because it's like I gotta see more. Like this, this is in the United States. That's why I hate when the um, you know, on TikTok, the UK people really be hating on the US or whatever. And I don't they might the not want to call it hating on, but they talk about especially how a lot of Americans don't have passports, but you know. The United States is huge, and every state literally is its own country in a sense. Everybody got different accents. Yes. It's different things to see. It's just and much larger than London, you know, or England. So it's just crazy when they say stuff like that. But they are the only other countries we have connected to us are Canada and Mexico, which we also go to. You know what I'm saying? And you can cruise to them without even having a passport. But obviously, when you live in Europe, all these countries are so small, just like how a state is. You can hop and do different things. And so, of course, you need a passport. But in reality, in the U.S., you can just hop in a car or yeah. hop in a plane. It don't uh, even matter. Now, my only issue is that it costs so much for us to travel within the United States. Like, I've seen flights for domestic states. I'm like, honey, I might as well go to Greece. So I might as well do this. Oh, that's trip. always my thing because I, it's a lot of uh, places in the United States that I haven't been that I would want to go just to go. But it's um, like, for, like Denver, like Denver is is on my list. Is it, is it expensive like, I, from L.A.? It's expensive from anywhere to mm. so fly to Colorado. Flights are really high too right now. I I used um some points on my trip, so yeah. Okay, well um, let's get into the episode. What you got for um for Black Business of the Week? Yeah. Okay, so as you all know that we are in a recession. Dun, 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 dun. Are we? It, child, it's not official. It? It's not an official re- recession, but what is it? Um, we're just experiencing a period of inflation. I mean, unemployment is still fairly low. Cost of living is more expensive, but there's no lack of spending. So it's not really enough to call the inflation. But I won't steal your thunder. You stole it. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, that has caused me, especially living in California, because since everything is so freaking expensive here, that has really caused me to pull out my pots and use them. Okay, so <laughs> that's what um uh 2020 did for me when the pandemic hit. I was cooking every day. I needed a darn oh yeah, I'm, I'm I'm back on it even harder <laughs> because in the pandemic we was getting some good money. So I was like, okay, I could every now and again I can go get me a little crab leg and dip her. <gasps> I well, right now, some crab legs today <laughs> to cook. Yeah, so um, I love, 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 um, following pages of people who cook and you know give recipes because the thing is, 
I don't have time to kind of literally sit here and brainstorm on meals because I get really bored with food. Um, so I need to constantly change what I'm eating and try new stuff. And so there is a page on Instagram called Orchid and Sweet, uh, Orchids and Sweet Tea, I'm sorry. And the the um, owner of the page, her name is Shanika Graham White. She creates some of the she most- She white? Oh, obviously she She's black. Be. Okay, you, okay. I'm gonna show her, you. her her Shanika Graham White is her name. I see it. Yeah, so she makes some. Of, so her style reminds me of my friend Whitney Afrohemia. Like that's her style, but she incorporates meat and protein into her food. Whitney is vegan, so obviously, you know her food. Her food isn't gonna anyway. That ain't got nothing to do with her. But I love the style of food that she cooks because it's very me, for one. It's like borderline healthy, borderline out of this world. Like, she comes up with all type of different recipes that I love. Like, I've seen her cook some salmon tacos, and she put, like, sweet grilled sweet potatoes in it mm. and made her own, like, sauce. and Sweet potatoes like, don't get the credit they deserve, bro. They Ooh. really don't. Mm. They really don't. Even from me, because I feel like I should cook with them more because I love them. But um, shout outs to her though. She comes. She she posts a lot of like cocktails and mocktails that she makes from home, and um, I just really enjoy her food. Like I literally go to her page, mm, and I'm follow her. I will scroll for hours. These the way that she photographs her food is. So that, that's what I'm saying. That alone, her aesthetic is everything. Yeah. That's what drew me in. But Ooh, like, what just, is this? You, oh my listen, God. If y'all follow her, y'all gonna have the same reaction. I don't normally follow pages, but I'm gonna have to. Oh, this right here, I'm about to make this tomorrow. You see what I'm saying? It's mm. like after my crazy, it's like hearty, healthy food. Yeah, like it's not super duper healthy looking. I love her stuff. I All my free come. birthday meals don't made me relapse. I'm, it might well been Thanksgiving. Sound like you need to go get a colonic, get it all out, boo. I'm, I'm but um, yeah, so. So if you have, uh, she does have um, an actual cookbook. She has, okay. um, I don't know if she sell, she has like recipes online that you can buy um, individual, individually. But um, yeah, check her out. Her Instagram is orchids and sweet tea with the underscore. We're gonna have it in the episode notes. You know it. <coughs> Bless you. Sorry. The seasoning don't got you caught up. So I know. Caught up. You know what's so crazy? I'm, I'm like. <laughs> I still have some of the worst sinuses on the planet, but I will say that I'm very grateful that we don't have pollen. Oh, child, it came early this year, honey. It was February 27th, and it was outside. I went to the car wash, and my car was re- my car was reverted on the drive home, and I lived like three minutes from the car wash. <laughs> I said, "Now what did I just pay for?" And you know, when you open the door and get inside the car, might as well just left it how it was, child. Now this is gonna sound so disgusting, but hey, downtown LA. Um, has a lot of smog. And I don't know if you've experienced smog, but Not smog really. looks like black pollen. Mm-hmm. So it's literally like the same consistency of pollen. It's essentially dirt and smoke just in the air. Ooh, that has but luckily, to be bad for your health. Yes. Like, I, I, it definitely is. And that's why um, I'm glad that it rained for the last two, three weeks because the sky is clear. Like, it's no smog. My car isn't dirty. Now, it is, hasn't that been from, dirty is that from emissions? What is that from? Where where does that smog come from? I don't know. And I feel like it's everywhere in LA, but of course, like if you're in a valley where it's more trees and mountains and stuff like that, 
is going to be less of it. But I think it's just because of some, you know, the cars, the vehicles, the um, air quality, because of the uh, the forest fires and stuff like that. Mm, All yeah, of that so combined. And, yeah, it's just really bad pollution. And it's the fact that we don't have trees in, like, good ventilation downtown L.A. Yeah. So it's been very... Um, the air has been very clear. Like you can see it's bad. It'd be so bad. Like it's so dirty. It's, it's you know, I mean, I, I don't know if I said this before, but I've been considering moving. Like I, I want to keep this space just for my office, but um, I've been entertaining the idea of looking for a new apartment because I just need to feel like I live in California. I don't mm. see no mountains, no trees. Um, the parking sucks by my house. Like, I really just want to live, like, in a very neighborhoody area or even, like, North Hollywood or something where where it's, like, more in the city where I can see palm trees and I can yeah. actually feel like I'm in L.A. Yeah. Downtown, okay. I'm, I'm in L.A. and I'm close to everything and it doesn't take me long to get anywhere unless I'm in traffic or I'm going to the valley or somewhere out. But um, that's just one thing that I hate that I feel like low-key... I'm in New York until I hit the highway. Then I'm like, oh damn, Ooh, I do yeah. live. Yeah, it's like, like, dang, what's the point? How is um West Hollywood? Is that shady? Um, so West Hollywood is very um, um, West Hollywood is is what we would consider Midtown in Atlanta. Um, okay. It's Somebody very, I know um lives there. I'm sure they're gay. No shade. <laughs> no. Well, they're not openly. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So West Hollywood is a very um gay um you know, driven area like a lot of LGBT um like sex shops and mm. uh okay. You know, Thank testing you. centers. No, no, no. It's it's a beautiful place though. It's very clean. Yeah. It's very um it's a it's a it's a lot of clubs over there too. So that's it like just that part of West Hollywood is is considered I, the gay area. I know somebody who moved from Atlanta to there. I don't know if it I mean in their brand is more than what you pay. So I'm just curious. I was just like Oh okay. yeah, for sure. Like it's a nice area. Okay. West Hollywood is a very beautiful area. Is that's norm if you ever see me going out, I'm in West Hollywood. Oh, Whether it's a gay, gay or well, straight. Well, I don't have nothing wrong with gay. Let me clear. I don't want anybody missing. No, 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 no. I just when you start saying testing centers and stuff, I just think of people outside like using drugs, like they was in Vegas. Oh no, 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 no! You will see. You will more so see that in downtown LA. Oh, where you at? Let me tell you yeah. something. The crack pipes was blocking. I had to say, excuse me, like, sir, I know you're trying to get up there, but I got to get on the on the you know little escalator to go on the little bridge on Vegas Strip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah. the crack was cracking, and I don't seen drug users before, but I don't know if I ever smelt it with them like that. Yeah, so you know, because because on the West Coast, it they they promote um, uh, free lifestyles across the board. I mm-hmm. think that in the South and on the East Coast, we shame drug usage so much. And it's just... Meanwhile, the shamers so, be, be using it too. Not me. Yeah. And it's so illegal that out here, it's the total opposite. Like, they're able to actually use these drugs. Like, I've literally watched an uh, ambulance come and revive somebody and then just left. Oh, my God. Like, it's like you know what I'm saying? When they fix the tire, they're like, all right. Gotta go. Yep. It's like, all right, cool. You good? Get you some water. Bye. You know what I'm saying? So that was a shock to me when I first moved here because um just walking to the CVS by my apartment, child, I'm I see four people 
smoking rocks or, or something like with a hot spoon, with a, a aluminum foil, a crack pipe, something is being done. Even shooting up heroin, like they have needles in their arm and stuff. Like I see this stuff so often. Like It's actually kind of, I mean, I don't like it because it's just not associated to productivity, but anyhow, I don't yeah. want to be, and, they have that and, powder. In, in, in California, drug usage is so normal. Like, it's unreal. And and it took me a minute to get used to it just because, like I said, I've always been around people who shame it. And I was one person. I was a person that shamed it for a long time. Um, but being here and just being amongst it, I noticed that, like, that's just the culture of California. No shade. Like, they grow We grow up and our parents are worried about us. Um gang banging and smoking weed and and granted that's still a thing out here too like their parents probably worrying about them gang banging but at an early age earlier age they're also using hard drugs in middle school we wasn't mm. even thinking about no no well we knew about pill. it but you know we also were born off the crack epidemic too you know what i'm saying i don't know if that so what epidemic was they pouring out of out here because they be on they be on all that stuff at 12 well you know what the crack epidemic was right there where you were so what am i even talking about yeah like <laughs> y'all kicked it off it be on so much and i'm like wait a minute you were geeked up like that at 14 and like yes oh my god it was it was crazy and are they, how are they today? Are they productive today? I just don't understand how that Some can people are, are normal, but even, but for me, whenever I think, okay, so how I look at drugs outside of weed, I feel like once I smoke weed, when I don't smoke weed no more, I'm back to normal. Like when I'm not high anymore, I feel like those other drugs, you're literally burning like chemicals. So it fucks mm-hmm. up your chemical imbalance in your brain. Once you, if, especially if you oh, use it, it a lot. We just was talking about it last week or last episode. Yeah. Like, mm. I feel, and, and, and that's why I won't even try it. Cause I get like, you know, it's, it's common to be at like a festival or at a party, especially out here. And people like, I know you don't do this, but try it. It's just a pill. It's just da da da. And, and people get hooked on it like that. I don't do that. Yeah. I don't do that. I'm, I'm, and I'm I just hooked on water. To, Let's get into the episode. Though. You said you, period. You said there was something you wanted to talk about. Was it about the wedding or what was it that you were saying? No. So I um, I just wanted to um talk about speaking up for yourself mm. and how important it is, and just how um it has really changed my life, and just how I see, you know, the difference in standing up for yourself now. For me, I grew up with a a mom that was very like, and this is why I I think this is why I'm the way I am today, because I require that from people just because I need to know for myself. My mom would tell me stuff and she would tell me why. So it will always be a don't do this. And this is the reason why. Opposed to you saying don't do this. That's bad. No. Or because I said so. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I don't don't do that because I said so. She would say like you shouldn't do this and this is the reason why. And I would be like you're so right. I I I don't need to do that. Mm-hmm. And so um we had a we had a good relationship. She didn't really have to yell at me a lot because she would explain to me things and she realized that that's how I learned and just you know, that I retained it. But she would use that against me sometimes and tell me stuff about sex just because I was, and would scare me out of it so I wouldn't have sex because I was that's scared. What, that's one thing I did get an explanation for. Yeah. <laughs> I got scared out of set, having sex. I ain't even going to tell y'all what she did. It wasn't nothing like 
crazy when she would go to jail, but y'all would be like, that's crazy. I don't even know. It ain't bad. I just can't say it on air. I get it. It's like but, when I can uh, talk on the phone that day. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so after that, right? After, you know, I know I talk about me and um, going to jail a lot, and that just was a big part of my life because that's when my life turned around. But when I got out of jail, I needed so much help from some from from people and I needed, you know, I was just so lost that I would just kind of take what I can give, you know, or take what I can get from people. Even if it came with being um, talked about or yelled at or being in situations that I really wasn't comfortable in, I just took it because this person is offering me help. And honestly, this is all I I have. Mm -hmm. And so that became a habit for me over time. I always feel like if somebody is doing something for me or if somebody has done something for me, then I don't, I can't really, I can't really like come at them a certain way or at least like. It's like they have something um, over you. You're like, oh, but if I Yeah, say like I don't, I can't really do too much or say too much to them because they've you. done something for me. Okay. And yeah, so me living in California and, and, and even with that, people notice that around me, like um, people that I hang out with and they've been generous enough to even step in sometimes when they feel like I'm being too soft or I'm not being soft enough. And, and it's just a mental thing for me. Like, Oh, I'm, I have a mouth and I know how to use it. And I, and I will definitely speak up for myself. But in this situation, I think that I have some type of um, restraint because I feel like they, they've been a certain person or been at a certain uh, stage in my life where I can't talk back to them for real, or I don't want to offend them because they've done so much stuff for me. And so me living here, I don't really know too many people and I'm literally building up my circle and just my friendships and things like that. And it has really forced me to just open my mouth because it's like, first of all, you don't know nobody here. Nobody here is here going to hold your so hand you gotta and walk look you through out it. For so it's like I have to kind of like be aggressive. Be, be and aggressive. You, <clears throat> I will say that it has been feeling real good. Um, I'm not rude, so I know how to I know how to use my words in a way where it's like you get what I'm saying, but I'm I'm not trying to be rude. But it has yeah, really you been can a learning be firm. Process. It's like very matter of fact. Yeah. It's just been a process. Like, I need to be stern on this and this and this. And it's like, even with my work, since I'm not signed to an agency. And I don't, I don't know if I've said this before either, but I am really start, starting to realize that I just don't like working in the music industry anymore. I don't. Yeah. I but love the would music. you look at the I industry as one of those things where you accepted something because you needed it? Because the thing about the music industry is that I am... I, I'm essentially a freelancer still mm-hmm. to this day. And I've been working in the music industry for so long. So with, with that being said, I don't have a consistent schedule or like a consistent roster of people who I'm working with all the time. It's almost like gig by gig based unless um, they like me, which they usually do and they keep me and use me frequently. And so the problem with that is that once that artist or that person doesn't want to work with me no more, or they or their labels like, okay, we want a new look, let's get a new team. I'm out of I'm out of work. So when I do have work, 
I try to like walk on eggshells because I need to keep this fucking job. Yeah. That's how I, I look it. at it. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I need to keep this 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 situation that I have going on. And so I kind of walk on eggshells and don't and I don't speak up myself speak up for myself when indeed I know that this ain't right. I need to say something. And sometimes I will say something, but for the most part, I'm like, I don't want to rub this person the wrong way. And they're like, oh, we'll find somebody else to do it. It's like, damn, you know that's saying? not like, what I, I want. I want you to, I want to, like, want why don't that. you just ask me to, for, to try to look that y'all are looking for? But for them, it's like, no, we're going to tell you what but, we want. It ain't even that. It's, it, it, it don't even be that all the time. It'll be a case where it, it can be about the money, the budget. Like, I feel as if, like, for the most part, people who know me and they know my work and they know how long I've been doing this, they kind of think, like, oh, Draco, you probably get paid on this scale and to most I do because like I listen to what people get paid and I'm like oh okay maybe I ain't doing so bad because <laughs> like I'll be in, in my head that'd be me I'm for like, people that's other people that's in corporate America I'm like nah I'm, I ain't gonna tell you that's wrong but ask for something okay else. I don't do that I, and, and I'll be saying that so I'll be like that's what you feel comfortable charging that's cool but yeah. me I don't got it and don't like, be internal thoughts that. I just be like oh okay because everybody's perception of getting paid well is one thing we all have different experience as well so I just be like oh, yeah man, I guess I should start complaining you know and that messes up my um my perception on the music industry and I really get that you know the if I had some stability or like a consistent job within the music industry, I probably would feel different. Mm-hmm. But since the fact that, you know, you just never really know because for the most part, I'm never under any contracts because I don't have a team for real. I'm not signed to an agency. I'm not, I have management, but he doesn't require, they don't require like contracts and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? For the most part. So if I were to switch over to like TV and film or working with like, those type of people, I can get in the union. When I don't have work, they give you unemployment. They help you mm-hmm. find other jobs. You get paid a, a, a certain rate that is above most. So it's just me realizing that, okay, I'm just not really set up how I need to be set up, and that's the issue. So now I'm trying to go that route. But um, me realizing that also has kind of, like, lifted some of that, like, guilt of not being able to say what I want to those people in the music spaces because now it's just like I'm not moving for that price. Yeah. And that's but you know at this point you want me. You reached out to me. You reached out to me. You want my look. You you like my look. Then you have to pay what I'm charging because at the end of the day it has to make sense for me. Like I'm not gonna feel comfortable knowing that I'm going going to a job and doing all this work and I'm getting underpaid. That's just not how and they are low key hoping to use their authority for you to take whatever so they can get what they want. It's kind of like, well, I see a lot of content creators talk about this, like brands will send you a free product in exchange for labor. Uh, you want a, you want a creative director, you want an actor, you want all these different things, and you want to give me a darn free rubber shoe kit <laughs> so you could sell my product. And you obviously saw value in my reach or what I'm able to do for you, so why wouldn't you pay me that? But somebody who's a new creator who really want to just get themselves out there They'll take it and they'll do it. And now they light bill company is talking about, hey, we can't take rubber shoes. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it takes so much time. I, I, and, and I think that people need to understand, like, baby, 
I'm you I'm I'm literally paying my phone bill because this phone is how I create my content. Yeah. So yeah. obviously I'm gonna need money. I'm gonna need something because like that's the part that I'm going through now. But I'm new to to um the influencer world. I still ain't stepped in it all the way, but I've been getting like PR packages stacked up just so I can make review videos and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, where your unboxing videos at? I don't got none. Uh we're gonna do that for youtube because i need to get some money from that i don't want to not get paid for that instagram has been skimping with the payouts but um i just really been sitting back and just learning my worth just like evaluating myself um taking constructive criticism from people who i trust Mm -hmm. um you know what i'm saying like people who i feel like i can really benefit from their way of thinking and um you know i feel like they have the, the, my best interest um yeah but other than that like i just really been happy that i've been stepping into that like just knowing i don't know what i, I think it's me losing weight it's it's not clouding my brain no more. i'm in my skinny girl era and it's i, I don't mean it can it. lead to confidence so you start feeling like oh, you know yeah. i wear a small <laughs> yeah, exactly. I done melted the fat over, from over my eyelids, so no, now you I know. Look real I small. See. Yeah, it's real crazy, actually, because I don't. I, I and it's so crazy because I don't eat healthy. I do, but I don't. Like I eat decent, but it's just from me working out. Like I just am so active. I climb, I walk yeah. up that mountain so easily, and How I go you to think the gym. Taylor got that body. She don't even work out. She just be dancing. Word on the curve, she got a little um, skinny lipo, but that ain't for me. And get what? Word. I ain't even mad at it because she always been skinny anyway. The lady don't have two yeah. kids. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, child. But I can understand what you're saying. I think um, I want definitely become, especially like in my late 20s, I definitely got bigger and speaking up for myself and defending myself. Normally, if something may be uncomfortable in a certain situation, I would just like get quiet or ignore it and wait for it to just pass by. But you have to set boundaries with people. I don't care how old they are or what position they hold because people will take advantage. People do not care about you having a good heart. Actually, they prefer it so they can step on it. <laughs> you know yeah, I feel, and, and you know, I'm I'm realizing that me having a good heart and, and doing the right thing doesn't always work. Yeah, they want you to have you. They want you to have a good heart and be mean and be bossy and be fun and be cool. When being a decent human being should be enough, but honestly, truly, I know people try to assume most people have positive intent. I think that might be fair in many cases, but most people have ulterior motives. They like seek out people that are not going to give them any pushback, and then they'll just keep going and going and going and play victim when you finally set those boundaries boundaries or act confused. That's why it's important as soon as possible to say something. It might suck, but you do feel a sense of relief when people like, okay, I understand. I ain't tripping. I used to feel, this is going to sound so silly, but I used to feel like that about drinking. Like when people would be drinking, I ain't want to drink, and I used to be like, oh, they're going to probably, you know what I'm saying? I just didn't ever want to hear people's pushback. And they'd be like, okay, I respect it. Yeah, you do, punk. I'm just playing. But no, little stuff like that. I'm like, this is me and this is what it is. That's fine. It don't have no impact on how we are as friends. If you want somebody looking to turn up, then I'm not the friend for you. But, you know, you just got to be who you are and people have to accept it. There's no reason why you should accept them and then conform to them is without having to be your actual stuff because then you're just going to be resentful and you're going to pop off on them out of the blue one day and everybody going to be shocked. Yeah. I feel like... You've always been like that, though. Because, like, I can even remember in elementary school, if somebody even breathed that you wrong, you chomping them out. 
But you know what though? I I agree. I definitely think I've always been that way. But I I feel like there will be some people who I may have wanted to be around, and I'll be a little bit more lenient. Got it. Yeah. Okay. I feel that. Yeah, and I've even been like that in relationships. Like I feel like I'm the most vulnerable in relationships. Don't really know why. Probably my daddy issues. But I would be more open with them or more uh, or be more. And I would still have strict boundaries, but I would give a chance. And I'm like, okay, the first you get two chances out of me. You don't get no third. But usually with other people, I stop the first issue at the door. All right, you good. But in those relationships in the past, now I've changed a lot from there. I'm absolutely zero zero nonsense from day one. But I'll be like, okay, well, he's a good guy, so I'll let this pass because it's not a lot of good guys. Or he don't cheat yeah. or he don't do this, so let me look past this because I really want – you know, it's just like little things that you know you want for yourself, but the, the pickings is so slim, you start to convince yourself the red flags – the certain red flags aren't as bad because of this or because of that. Yeah, I feel like I go through that now. Um I feel like the pickings in LA alone are so slim mm-hmm. that it's almost like hard to even find somebody that will genuinely have a conversation with you at the least because everybody is out here for a reason. Yeah. I feel like LA is one of those cities where like of course people come here and they're like, "Oh my god, I could never live there because everybody's so fake, everybody's so this, everybody's so that." But it's also the city that make people dreams come true. So when they come here, they come here with motives. They ruthless. They don't care about you cuz they got to get they got to get what they looking for. Baby, they come in, first of all, California, the rent costs an arm, a leg, and two toes. So they're coming into these rooms and they're coming into these spaces with a motive. Obviously, you may not align with what they got going on. This person is trying to be a background dancer for so-and-so. And you are a chef for a basketball player. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have nothing for real. Like, to you, you don't really have much for me. So it's not like, you know what I'm saying? I can't align myself with you. I mean, we, maybe we can be cool. But as of now, I just got here and I'm trying to work. And I'm trying to get money, so that's not... Mm-mm. Yeah, so I also I think it. that when people have extreme intentions or motives or even some level of success, they don't even really attach easily. And you'll get your own feelings hurt getting caught up with this person and not even getting what you expecting back from them. And it's like, well, dang, like, I'm doing this right, I'm doing that right now. You gaslighting yourself just off of, you know, expectations. And that's another thing, too, I, have to, I always have to have no expectations from people because that's really how you get your feelings hurt but sometimes people and i've found myself in a few situations kind of being performed of trying to prove like look i do this i do this i'm a catch i'm blah, 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 blah. why won't you yeah. act right now granted i've only really truly had one incident one relationship of that because i learned my lesson the first time around but a lot of people do it because they don't want to be single and they don't want to start over they just want that person they with to just act right yeah, that's actually um, one of my red flags when when people like buck themselves up. Like if if I ever hear somebody around me say, "Cause I'm humble," I look at them like, "Oh Lord, oh, yeah." <laughs> so what you ain't humble. Mean? I'm humble. I'm just I'm, I'm a good catch. People and I get it. Be confident in who you are. Be confident in who you are. But that's always a red flag with me because usually those people are the worst fucking people. Yeah, and what does that even mean? I and matter of fact, you bragging about that is actually the opposite of humble. 
But I um Hello. <laughs> but I I have seen people and I've known people or been around people who will be like, Oh yeah, I'm a good girlfriend or I'm a good boyfriend, but be cheating like they taking a final exam. And it's like yeah. but they be like, Oh, because I'm fun or because and then whatever people, whatever your expectations for relationships is fine. But it's just very clear that people have different rules and preferences. So it's like you got to stick to what's what's important to you. Cause you'll be out here stressed out and pissed off. See, um, sorry, I'm a little, um, throw it off. The dog is barking again. I don't know if you can hear it. I can't. That's crazy, though. That'll piss me off. I'm not gonna lie. I'll get your run off. You probably won't do nothing, but honey, it's gotta be some kind of noise ordinance. Huskies are what? the most annoying dogs known to mankind. They're cute. Yeah. No, I, I'm Oh, I hear it. it. <laughs> that means the listener's gonna hear it, too, because it, it picked up in my head. Yeah, like, it's happening live in action. <laughs> You know, yeah, you need like, to get up out. You need to go to Hampton. Uh, what's it, Hampton Hills, Baldwin Hills? <laughs> I don't want to go south. I feel like going. You know what's so crazy? Recently, I've been going south LA, and like it's a beautiful place. I feel like you feel like you're in LA when you're in South LA because it's so like tra- it's like tra- like what you see on TV, like the way the trees are, the houses. And when I tell you I laugh all the time when people say, like, oh, this is the hood. Because these people got new grass. The grass is perfect. Porch is nice. House is so nice. You got nice trees, flowers growing. You literally have an orange or a lemon tree in your yard. Like, that's, that's normal fine. to have that. And these people be telling, trying to convince me that that's the fucking hood. I'm like, y'all must never seen a bluff or... um. Even but like you know what Campbell though? Another Road. thing, Atlanta hoods actually are nicer than a lot of other hoods too. And you know what? A part they of are, it, but they still be janky. No, compared you're right. To I think the reason why they look so nice though is because we there was a time where we were not allowed to live here, and the um, white people moved out, and then you know we yeah. came in. So I, I'm just saying, like obviously that's why it looks a little bit nicer. But when you see certain hoods, like you, you go to darn a random Little Rock, Arkansas, or something like that, you be like. When you live South LA, people be forgetting you even live here. So I'm like, I never, I don't think I'm going there. So I need to go north. I need to go north, or I need to. Does it have to be LA? I know we talked about this before, but um, are there any adjacent, like any city surrounding LA that are close? Like you know, for me, I love Smyrna. Smyrna is like across the street from Atlanta. So, LA County is probably the biggest county in the world. I mean, in the United States, to be honest. Um, it's so big. It covers a lot of. Of a lot of area, you can literally drive to. You can drive an hour and ten minutes away, and you can still be in LA County. Yeah, that's you know. No matter what direction, County low key like you know, Fultz County is tall. I mean, it's not like LA County, but I get what you're saying because you can be in Fairburn, Georgia, and you could be in in Roswell or Alpharetta, and you still in Fulton County. So this would be equivalent to like you living in Midtown or down or mid yeah like Midtown and then you I'm moving to Conyers and it's still Atlanta. Oh child, did you know Conyers is the only city in its county in Rockdale County? T. That's I crazy. That. I just realized that like a couple of weeks ago because I was looking up somebody's mugshot. But but that's um damn <laughs> um but that's still Atlanta like that would be still Atlanta yeah, like your exactly address says you Atlanta Georgia yeah and um yeah no I don't know like maybe down the line but right now I'm in like a hustle phase so I have to live for convenience this is very convenient for me um 
is very cheap compared to what everybody else is paying. Like very cheap. Yeah. Um, well, now, if you move and you said you would keep your apartment, would you rent it out? Like, what would you do with it? So I would home? put, I would do like a peer space. I would literally turn this into a makeup studio and a photography studio. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, ha- I would just have it here set up for like stylists and makeup artists, hairstylists, people to do content because a lot of people use these studios downtown and they source out online like peer space. So I would get it, make it really nice and do that. Like a, like a lot of, um, like Des Dior, when I did a shoot with her for a magazine cover, it was down here. Oh, okay. um, Megan and Stallion, I did a shoot with her. It was down here in one of these little studios. So I want a loft like, for that same reason, but lofts cost just as much as a house, child. Yeah. So, you know, I know that I probably can't own this because it's like a the way the building is, but I'm like, I don't want to get rid of it because I can make so much money. Absolutely, yeah. If you can, uh, if you could, I mean, owning it don't even really matter for real. If you can make money off of it, I got my motto is if I can make um about two three hundred dollars and recover. I mean, so let's say you pay three thousand dollars, right? If you Mm -hmm. make three thousand six hundred, you made a profit because you ain't lose no, you ain't lose no money. And see, my building is very like. Um, it's a live workspace, so you can literally do whatever you want to do. People run on top of businesses out of here, yeah, and you then people even and um, people even use these as storages. Like for their, like say for instance, if you have a, um, a clothing company or like you sell purses like or something, they use this as a, a warehouse. Do y'all have any services like concierge? Oh, okay. I was gonna say that'd be really cool too, but concierge can be annoying depending on yeah. if you have a lot of traffic. Our but... elevator don't work that well for that. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> what was I about to say? You mean like concierge at the front desk? Yeah. Oh, we do have that. Oh, cool. That's really cool. That's we cool. have security and we have like concierge and um. It's twenty four hours. Yeah. Oh yeah. But it, it's, it's ghetto though. They be falling asleep, but can't well, nobody come as in? Somebody like... that used to be a concierge. Shout out to my girl BB. Um, I'm not surprised. <laughs> Yeah, they be sleep though. But I mean, I don't blame them. It's, it's it gets a lot, but um, they do they do their job because they keep people from coming in. It's a lot of homeless people outside. Yeah, and that's very um, and necessary. Then, and then on top of, my, I live on top of two different clubs. So on the weekends, it be so many people drunk. It be okay. all type of food vendors outside selling so food after the clubs and stuff like that. So that keeps them from like you know coming in, and then a lot of people use my building as like parking because you can pay to park in my building. So they be having to come in to go down to the parking garage. It's a mess, but um, luckily I live far up, so I don't hear too much. I just hear what is here, and then I maybe hear some down like horns blowing or something. Yeah, I definitely think you should do that. If you can have a little system, maybe like a smart lock so people can let themselves in. I mean, you literally can have an Oh, for sure, yeah. Like, I'm definitely, I'm definitely. And then the profit you make, I mean, it will just cheapen the rent that you pay at the other place. Because I'm definitely, so I don't know if anybody anybody who's listening, there's this movement called house hacking. I don't even call it a movement. It's just something that you can do. So, um, for example, when you buy a property, when you buy your first home, let's say you usually buy as a primary residence, right? That just means that this is your home, your address. This is where you're going to live. And according to um, those type of loan terms for primary homes, you can't rent that property out until you've lived in it for a year. And you have to move in within, I think, 60 days of purchasing it. Okay, cool. 
So what, sometimes a lot of people, if they like what I'm going to do, once I find a new place to live, I'm going to rent out maybe because I haven't decided yet, maybe rent out my condo and then, you know, move somewhere else. So whatever profit I make off of this place, it will go towards my mortgage at the new place. And I when I finally decide to sell this condo, let's say it's in 10 to 15 years, I will make so much money off of selling it on top of the money I've made by somebody else living here. So anyway, that's not house hacking. I just want to talk about the primary residence thing. So. When you house hack, you can pretty much have roommates. And so you can rent out a room in your own house. And so when you get a primary residence loan, you can have roommates and you can charge them rent. So something that some people don't know is you can buy a duplex or apartment. You can get something up to five units as a primary residence as long as you live in one of those units. So anyway, what I'm saying is people can buy a home. Let's say it's five bedrooms, three bedrooms, two bedrooms. You can rent out that other room collect money on it and then basically lower your monthly cost. You know what I'm saying? So I've been thinking about doing that. Um, but I would probably make it my, my primary residence, but still, um, maybe live somewhere else. I've even thought about getting an apartment (laughs) just to, just to figure out a way to make money. But anyway, I was, I just been thinking about that because right now with interest rates being so high, if you buy an investment property, it's going to be significantly more expensive than rent because of the interest alone. But you can maximize that by either doing short-term rentals, which is like Airbnb, or you can do the house hacking where you rent out a room and stuff like that. Now, obviously, you got to tread lightly with the type of people you run out to. But I know someone who's doing that very successfully right now. And all the roommates are like like-minded people. They all are in tech. They all are like, you know, um, Asian. And so it's just You know like, what's so crazy? I feel like in those environments, roommate and works, like tech and- Yeah, people that are- um, especially in that because everybody's always freaking busy and you can benefit from having somebody that can code close by but yeah i just been thinking about that so i was just saying like if you did something like that you you could be doing like it would be considered subletting since you um don't own the place but using Mm -hmm. that place you kind of are house hacking because you're you're making your money everybody has a shared benefit or interest in that place but um Yeah. yeah i've been thinking about that even with my condo um i could you know run out the rooms here and I've seen it happen in this neighborhood before. It's just that you just got to be mindful of who it is. There's definitely a different range of people, but there are some people who move here from a different state and they need to find somewhere quick. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's not uncommon, but yeah, I've, I've definitely thought about that because I do not want to get rid of this condo, but I also want the money that I can make from selling it. So some got to shape. Yeah, my friend, my, um, Airbnb, so. my friend Kitty, um, I don't know if she... Um, purchase this because I think this is a property that you would have to. Uh, she may be renting it out. I don't know. Um, but anywho, I visited her um, to do her makeup recently, and when I tell you, I was like, "This is it. This is what I want." Like I felt it. I've never walked in a place and just been like, "Oh, I could see myself living here f- forever or a long time." Yeah, or I just, be I'm in love with the feeling of this. Like. I feel like most of the newer apartments, they all have the same layout. They all have the same amenities, same vibe. It's no different. Um, the houses out here be small as hell. If they're not small, they cost $2 million that I don't got. Um, and then they be far. This girl lives in Hollywood, and she has like almost like a duplex. And... What the fuck? Like, why did I? Why ain't trying that first? Duplex so bad, but let me tell you something. You better be ready to shell out some extra cash because everybody want. All investors want a multifamily unit. It's so. It's so nice. Yeah, that's a, like let me even tell you the way that she decorated it, and she's a DJ. So the way that she like got her shit set up in there, and like her work area, then she literally has like a sunroom. 
like kind of how yours is. Like, mm. and mine's about to come together. I got a new sofa. I'm not sure if you knew that. I got a new sofa recently. The gag is the gag is y'all probably got like the same kind of place. Really? But hers is like my, um, my old sofa set in the sunroom because I got you can't see it. I'm gonna see. Oh my god! I got a really didn't I? I didn't send you the picture the other day. No. Well, I got a new sofa from Crate and Barrel. It's a sofa. I've been. It took me three years, y'all, to find a sofa I want. You just know I Listen, found it. Listen, and I, I understand the struggle because, like, right now, I I don't hate my couch, but um, somebody we ain't gonna say no names on here for a good reason, but somebody had burnt some holes in my couch from smoking. Oh, what so cigarettes? Weed. Oh I no! I ain't do it. Oh no! So now we can't incidentals because like, what? Yeah, like that shit is so annoying. Oh my god, that would have pissed me off. Actually, I don't allow no smoking in my house. Don't play with me. Not, not saying that you should. Well, I but... smoke in here, so oh, you I smoke. don't. See, care. that's different. I don't smoke at all. So yeah, so I smoke in here, so I don't mind you smoking. But like, is there gonna be some that... kind of um consolation prize? Like, I don't know. They said they was gonna fix it or get it fixed, but I don't even want that couch no more. Yeah. Like, and so I've been wanting a cloud couch too because I don't Mm-mm, don't like do it. Being... I don't want to confine myself to my room all the time to lay down. Like, I be want to lay on the couch sometimes. So, I don't know. No, let me tell you what you need to not do. Do not get a cloud sofa. And I'm going to tell you two reasons why. Those They are filled with down feathers, and it literally is like having a new coat. Them feathers come out all day long, forever, for life, okay? On top of that, they don't have a defined shape. The sofa will always look old and wrinkly. It's not going to be as comfortable over time. And I'm just telling you that because every single person, and I know a lot of people, I went and got this gat darn sofa or the or a version of it because the real one is at Restoration Hardware is about eleven thousand dollars, but it's not mm. comfortable. Now what you're looking for is a deep sofa like what I have. Mine is um the Gather Deep from Crate and Barrel, and it's I sleep I literally slept on my sofa the day I got in town. I've never been able to do that on no sofa I got ever in life, and it has um uphold it's upholstered without any feathers, so it's firm and I could I could take the covers off and all that, but. It is literally my biggest issue with finding a sofa is I wanted something deep enough to lounge on or sleep on, but everything has these feathers because it's cheaper to make and it's trendy right now. But I promise you, you do not want a cloud sofa. I'm telling you that right now. I, I, I have the cheap version of this couch that you got. Like I have this same exact couch. Baby, the, the gather from now there's a gather and there's a gather deep. I have the gather deep. That's the why I'm able to like lounge on it. But this is a very, very popular sofa. It's great for families, for pets. It's very comfortable. And I can reshape it. The picture I sent you is how it looked when I bought it. But I made it that um that pit like that. And I can continue yeah, to buy pieces and build off of it. It is literally the best sofa. And it costs so it normally costs forty six hundred dollars. I got it y'all for twenty nine hundred dollars at the Crate and Barrel um outlet. And mind you, it's low key too big for my house, but it's cheap it was cheaper than the one that I actually wanted. So it's like, why not? You know what I'm saying? I plan on moving eventually yeah. anyway. But please second guess them them feathers. I'm telling you that right now, please. I don't know a single person that's happy about that purchase. Um, I and, and what's so crazy is I like my couch. Um, I do feel like I could probably just get some couch covers and just like change it up because can you I remove the covers? You can probably add some filling to it. I probably can't. I can remove that. You can unzip it off, but where can I get a cover for that? You can get them. Well, two things. You can get them custom or you can use fabric dye if you really want to make it look different. If you really got time to do all that. No, I'm saying like, so the, the thing that I have a burn hole on, maybe I can just buy the outside part of it. I don't know. Yeah, the cover. So you can so you can ask you can reach out to the manufacturer because and consider like a warranty claim. Oh. 
Okay. 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 Or you can get a custom somewhere, but can you flip it over? No, because it got a zip on the other side. It's exposed. Oh, I see. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would reach out to the manufacturer because I actually did that for my sofa for an extra pillow, but because I got it from the outlet, it's void from any modifications. But otherwise, I could have just got it, you know, got an extra one. Yeah, I got mine from Wayfair, so there's that. Oh, but um, Wayfair is good, though. My friend, she had an issue with one of the buttons popped off on her sofa, and they sent her a whole new sofa. So then she had two. Okay, well, maybe. I'll reach out. Just try. What's the what's yeah. the hurt in that? Tell them you got just say there's a hole that appeared in one of your cushions and you wanted to know about getting a replacement or a new cover. Literally, that's all you gotta say. Okay. I'll check it out. Cause I knew that it do bother me, but um I feel like also I need another rug. Now rug's gonna cost you, but good luck. I hear mixed reviews I'm about get rugs another one how I got. I'm gonna just get uh, the, literally the same rug I got so it can be bigger because I got one from Ikea and I love it but I'm going to have to just get a, a bigger one yeah I mean, my rug is just the right size for my sofa it I'm is thinking. that's why I was looking I'm like damn I need a new rug it's an 8 by 10 and honestly okay. it's low, low key that's probably small. what I got too but my fucking apartment is so big that I don't know I don't know Okay, well, Godspeed. Just pray about it, Pooh. I'm just very blessed with my sofa. I love it so much. It's literally the sofa I wanted, and it was at the the outlet just happened to open last week, and I've been plotting on this sofa for months. Didn't mm. even know an outlet was coming. But anyway, we um we need to wrap this episode up. I know it didn't go along the, the typical layout, but I'm happy to be here. Okay, hello. Okay, pray. Me too. <laughs> what you I got love. going on in the words? I know you talked about going to Kentucky and Houston or wherever you said you're going. Not Kentucky. Um, Kansas City, yeah. Houston, back to LA, then Dallas for South by Southwest. Mm, 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 mm. Um, yeah, other you need than a that, the country home. I'm fine with where I'm at. Ooh, I think I know that's Roy. I think I'm gonna try my hand at Airbnb business. I'm just gonna get me an Airbnb property manager and just have at it. But I gotta maximize because the way these interest rates is forcing my hand to find other ways to make more money. Period. <sighs> I mess with the uh, Airbnb. Um, like I've been thinking about it too, but yeah, I just want to be. I just want to be a fair host. I see people charging these astronomical costs, and I want to be realistic, but I don't want to lose no money either. So I just try to determine what my mandatory minimum is for costs and bookings and stuff like that and then I'll just figure out the rest from there. But I do want to be hands off with the property. Come on, hands off. <laughs> Listen, I'm trying to retire early. I don't got time. Um, I don't think. I'll I be thinking about that, like what I want to do with as far as retirement, but I feel like I'm going to enjoy doing makeup for a long time, so I, I'm just Not until you're 70, because that's the age they're trying to raise retirement to. Oh, well. Guess I'm gonna be seventy doing brows. Okay, you're back. Unless you're gonna I be find me a, like a slug. A slug. Nah, child, I'm, I'm, I'm already not, doing that. My back been hurting so bad. I need to get a massage. Go That's why I keep doing this. I need to crack the top of my back. I'm definitely gonna be yeah. um, retiring at least before fifty. That's a fact. I'm not playing. But um, mm. you know, I'm just trying to buy a new property every year. Every once I meet the qualifications to rent the house out, I'm gonna buy another one, rent that one out, buy another one, rent it. I'm just gonna keep doing it until all my bills pay. Right now, my HOA and my car are being paid for off of one rental. So two more, three more, I won't have no bills. I know that's right. Hello, somebody. Periana Sequana. <laughs> Anyways, all right. Um, let's wrap this thing up. I don't have anything going on in my life. I am looking for a new property, whether it's gonna be my new home. Or an investment that is yet to be determined, but I know I'm buying something soon. I have accepted um, 
my I'm starting another business. I'm, I am a real estate professional. I'm going to have a, a, a property man, a property investment company outside of my uh, my others. And I'm just trying to expand my portfolio. y'all. I'm trying to literally have a property in every state if I can help it. Um, listen, I know that's right, boo. Listen, and it's um, I'm trying my best to, you know, not let this market defeat me. But, you know, buying more stuff in Atlanta is just it's just a wrap for the price I want to pay. Like literally the least, you know, so I don't know if I talked about this already, but so I have a property and I don't want to sell it until after I move. Right. And so what um basically what that means is the bank has to determine how much I qualify for without selling my current home. And so they gave me a range, which in reality is a lot of money. But it's not a lot of money in Atlanta. So yeah. I can't even find anything in the area that I want with the features that I want in that price point when I easily could have a year ago, maybe even definitely two years ago. And even at that price point, my mortgage is going to be like $3,500. And I just don't, th- I, I can't, my mortgage, y'all, minus the HOA is $1,288 a month. So can you imagine how much money I'm throwing away just to have a house? And mind you, my condo is so big. A lot of houses don't even have this many square feet. So it just yeah. seems stupid. And I know I've talked about this house thing so many times. Y'all. I'm just beating a dead horse. But it's just a harsh reality that I'm trying to accept. It just doesn't make sense. So I just need somebody to buy me a house so I can live in it for free. Uh, one day. They'll <laughs> buy you one. Somebody will, somebody will look out for you. Somebody, you know Lord, Lord, please. Anyway, all right, <laughs> wrap this thing up. It's your girl, Alicia. Oh, I say it's your girl, Alicia. Who am I? <laughs> Lisa Bud. Lisa Bud checking out you this You want to be a rapper so bad. Uh-uh, and I ain't got time for the industry. I ain't going to be no plan. I'm being an Illuminati. I'm going to sign up the first day. Olivia going to have to talk about me. What's today? Um, The ninth. Bow Wow birthday. Um, okay. I'm sorry. Somebody sent me a text message and it made me, um, think that I was supposed to be on my way to the airport right now. Oh God. What a panic. All right. Holla at your girl. Okay. Holla at your twirl and your plane. (laughs) No, for real. Make sure your plane ain't twirling. (laughs) For real.